0: Welcome to the 412-411 My name is George Colombo and I'm your host For this edition of the new podcast from UA Local 412 If you're a plumber, a pipe fitter, a welder, or an HVAC service technician In New Mexico or the El Paso area This is your source for the news you need about what's going on in your local In this special year-end wrap-up We'll be speaking with Justin Forney, 412's assistant business manager, and Art Sparks, business agent for the Northern Region. We're going to talk about what a great year 2023 turned out to be. But I wanted to start by giving Justin and Art a chance to introduce themselves to any members who might not know their background with UA or be familiar with their specific responsibilities. So let's get started with a word from Justin. Hello brothers and sisters,
1: Justin Forney, I'm a 25 year member, local 412, moved up here from Carlsbad, New Mexico in 1998 and uh, been here ever since. Went through the apprenticeship, graduated, became a German welder and then uh, over time just kept working through the trade and the last uh, eight years I've been here as a union officer and also an international trainer for the UA one of the trustees of the local union and uh you know just mixed up with all kinds of different business portions of local 412 and just a proud proud 25-year member me and my family are our local 412 uh that, that's my second family
0: so. outstanding outstanding art what about you
2: yeah my name is art sparks i'm a 35-year member uh, started my apprenticeship back in
0: 1988
2: wow uh, went through a five-year program turned out in 92 93 um, worked up and most of my time was spent up in los alamos new mexico at the national laboratory as a welder um, also did quite a bit of steward work up there as a union steward for quite a few years up there um, last eight years i've been down here as a union officer. Um, that's about it. And you
0: are the business manager for the Northeast region.
2: So I am the business agent for North, Northwest and Northeast. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. So Justin, let me start with you. And let's start here. It's been quite a year for 412. It's been quite a year for the labor movement in general. Um, what do you think are the biggest things that have happened this year? And, and as, as you talk about them, tell us a little bit about how you expect them to be impacting the membership.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I think the, the most important uh, thing that's happened is we've grown our membership, journeymen. We've grown our apprentice numbers. And the result of, of the reason that happens is we've gathered more work. This local union is more diversified with construction work, maintenance work, anywhere from welding to pipe fitting to HVAC. We have more opportunities than we've ever had in the history of Local 412. So that is my number one out of the three, is more opportunity to create a career and to provide New Mexico families with a good, fair living, good, honest wage, and great benefits. That's my that's my go to opportunity for the members to become great and have a solid career. I think the second one is the training opportunities. With a great career, you have to have training. We've been able to grow our apprenticeship training program. We've been able to expand. We're in the middle of multiple construction projects to offer more training amongst our jurisdiction we're building in the north we're building here in the greater Albuquerque area anytime you can add training space that benefits the members and their families it allows our members to get better and get more certified and become the best construction workers in New Mexico and then on top of that the third item you know, happened recently, and that's the mobile training unit. For us to be able to go to the remote locations and offer high-quality training to the communities of New Mexico that desperately need an opportunity, we believe in providing opportunities, and that's one way to, to do that, is driving this mobile training unit all over the state and allowing young people and the community to come together for a common goal and offer them a great career.
0: Well, speaking of great careers, um, my understanding is that a new contract takes effect on January 1st. Um, and you were a big part of that negotiating team. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, the, the contract that we have in place, effective uh, January 1st, is is historic. We've been able to negotiate one of the highest wage increases ever in the history of Local 412, and our wage increases as well. And what that does is it puts us more in line with keeping up with the economy. It gets gets our state wages and, and uh, fringes up to a higher level that's more competitive with our surrounding states. Our families are able to receive better benefits now. Their retirements are going to increase. The contractors we negotiated with were more than willing to work with us. They understand the impact that labor has in New Mexico and how much uh, they need to count on our labor force. And And not just
0: labor, but to your point earlier, a well-trained professional force.
1: Yes. If you're not training, uh, then... You know, you're falling behind. So they were more than gracious to help us raise the wages and rates. And to have this historic contract in place will will show many blessings to the families and, and allow people to get ahead.
0: Well, you know, let me make two quick points. One is that it, it's been interesting to me as we've undertaken this podcast that in all of my conversations with 412 members uh, and with leadership— You guys talk a lot about not just the members, but their families, Um, and that seems to be an important part of your focus, and that's so impressive. Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention is something I learned literally about five minutes ago, uh, which is that when you talk about a contract that is historic for this union— Historic goes back to before New Mexico was a state. Yes, sir. That's just amazing.
1: Yes. 1910, we were established.
0: That's awesome. Um, So you do a lot of traveling uh, for the UA International? Yes. Um, Can you talk a bit about the things that you've done um, on the national stage um, and how— Local 412 um, is perceived uh, on the national platform. Sure. For the last 14
1: years, I've been able to be the lead instructor on multiple uh, programs for welding, anywhere from hand welding to orbital welding to certified welding inspection, innovative welding techniques and technology, anything to do with uh, welding certified welding inspectors they they ask me to go around the country and and train other ua members the goal is to do regional training in a location that will bring other union members together and and allow them to get upgraded skills certifications to go back to their region to their home local union and train their journeymen and apprentices so far i've hit 42 states and uh, we have traveled almost a million miles to help other people in the country. There's over 300 local unions in the United States and Canada, so anytime we can go out there and, and help uh, the other brothers and sisters become better, that's what we do, and, and 412 is nationally recognized amongst the UA, the top leaders in the country, that we're out there doing this. And thanks to Courtney Eichorst and the team, they allow me to go out there and now we have other team members going. And we're able to spread as much training as possible to basically uh, make that region a little bit better. And we feed back and forth. They, they need uh, sometimes to pull labor from here and we pull labor from there. And we want consistent training and that's the that's the goal of it. And then the UA turns around anytime we need something, they, they allow us to get their help. They'll give us new equipment, they'll bless us with orbital machines, uh PvDF machines, they're helping us with some of the construction build out. So it's a good trade. It's good for all.
0: Well, I noticed uh Joan and I talked last on the last episode about the rollout of the mobile training unit. And I noticed that UA was very supportive. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, they they have a very strong-minded team for training at the UA. Anytime there's something going on new, uh, they want to be part of it. They want to support us. This was a historic moment. It's never been done, the mobile training unit. So they flew several UA uh, officers down here to see what this was. And since that's happened, there's been multiple connections made on how did we do this and what can what can be done to to make this go across the country. As I walked into this meeting I got a message from a a person in North Carolina asking us
0: how did you do that. We want that. That's outstanding and you know I noticed that that the UA folks who were there I mean, it wasn't just a kind of cursory formality. They were genuinely enthusiastic. Yes, uh, it comes from the heart. They they know
1: that training is key, and it's one of the most uh, influential uh, items that we offer a person trying to build a career. Everything comes through training, and uh, they're... They are 100,000% behind that. So we're proud to have them here. We're proud of the things we're doing, you know, to be nationally recognized. Local 412 is the fastest growing and one of the most recognized in the country. And we're proud of that. Just for going to work, doing our job, and being creative and innovative.
0: Art, you've been waiting here patiently. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate that. Um, So you are, um, you take care of the northern region. Yes, sir. And Los Alamos National Labs. Yes. Um, How long have you been doing that?
2: So I've been doing it for the past eight years.
0: And um, we were talking, um, Justin and I were talking about the new contract for Local 412. Mm -hmm. Does that um, coincide with what's going on in your region?
2: Um, Yes, it does coincide, although uh, Los Alamos National Laboratory and the contractors that maintain that facility are on a separate contract, a standalone contract.
0: So just Los Alamos. Yes. And then members in the rest of the northern region are part of the the master contract.
2: So any contractor that that works in the northern region as part of the state are are MCA 412 contract. Only members that work at Los Alamos Nation, National Laboratory for Triad or N3B work under a separate contract. That's
0: and do the dates of those contracts coincide? They do not. Okay. So is there anything that members need to know about that?
2: So those contracts up there run from uh, 2021 to 2027. Okay. And I believe our state contract was from 21 to 25, so a little bit different dates. Your wage increases up there are October. The state is January, so all of our members up there that are working on those contracts, their increases come in October.
0: Understood. Yes. Um, Are there particular challenges for the Northeast?
2: Yeah, there's probably a couple of challenges. I think the biggest one, so right now we currently have about 250 members up there in Los Alamos working for Triad. Um, out of that, about 50 of those are apprentices. And I think the challenge, which is going to be coming this coming year, is, is, is manpower. You know, we're, we're needing upwards of about 300, roughly, could be over 300 in the next you know six months or so so that's going to be a challenge to get get the members up there so that means 412 is going to have to grow you know quite a bit more to 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 man that work we also have i mentioned n3b which is a subcontract to to the lano site they are also planning on growing and we'll need manpower for them i don't know what those numbers are but there'll be manpower needed for them and then you have your 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 uh, signatory contractors like JBH and futures and Donner that are all up there working under subcontracts at the lab and you know their, their growth is is really nice right now they're all look'll be looking for more manpower in the near future so I think the number one thing is manpower The other thing is training. Uh, we just purchased a brand new building in Espanola, um it's going to take us time to get that up and running and re- re- remodeled and outfitted with all the equipment and stuff right now. So um, the training is probably a challenge at this point because a lot of our apprentices right now have to come back down to Albuquerque once a month and get the training they need here and instead of getting it up there. Um, and I think the third challenge is just, well, I kind of, kind of goes with the with the first challenge it's just matter of trying to find people in that region in northern New Mexico that that meet meet the requirements to come to work there because you know unfortunately there's a lot of prov- poverty up there and and underemployed and people and you know that's one thing 412 is about is putting these people to work and and getting them good careers and good jobs with benefits and and it's gonna
0: and the training issue and the manpower issue are very closely yes, related. They they, yes, they you can't pull those apart.
2: Nope, you can't. You gotta. They coexist. They, you gotta do both.
0: So, what is the ETA for the opening of the training center?
2: Well, we're hoping um, we're hoping to get rolling in there with some classes in January. Well, that's um, right around the corner. That's right around the corner. I think we start up school again on January third. We're trying to to see if we can get some classes rolling at the new school in Espanola. But I'd say the big rollout for that will probably be in the spring or possibly next uh, what the fall semester, which would be in August.
0: So. And where do your students come from? I mean, what is the process that gets somebody into that class?
2: So the, the process is, you know, we interview students here through the, the ranking list. They all get put onto this ranking list. We bring them down once or twice a year. They interview here at Local 412, they're placed on a ranking list. And most of those students that live in northern Mexico, which I'd say is from Santa Fe to, to Taos, um, Cuba, all the way to, to Las Vegas, we try to to get those students or those people off that ranking list to the north to the north up to Los Alamos. So. Um, that's pretty much all. I mean, we can put anybody up there from anywhere across the state, but we try to focus on the northern uh, community and, and, the, and the students that come from that area.
0: And how many students will the training center accommodate?
2: Well, if we get it done the way we want to get it done, it should accommodate 60 to 70 apprentices at one time. Outstanding. And we'll, and we'll run four classes a week. So you're looking at 30, 40 students a class. So it could, it could grow up to 100. Outstanding. Depends on what the contractor's needs are.
0: So now I understand that there are three different grants that were written specifically to support the Northeast region. Is is that correct? Yes, sir. Do I got that correct? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us just a little bit about those and, and not only what they mean for your region, but what they mean for 412 overall?
2: Sure. So there's three different grants that... Um, Joan worked really hard on, well, the whole team worked really hard on them, but Joan was kind of the one that ran with it. Um, the first grant that I'm going to talk about is what we call the Good Jobs Grant. And this grant, it was a joint, a joint venture with some other uh, entities out of the northern northern part of the state. And what this grant did is it gave us funding for that mobile training unit. That mobile training unit was roughly $450,000 from from ground up. We built that thing from ground wow. up. So that grant paid for that mobile training unit. What that grant also does is pay for the training. We work with DWS, which is your Department of Workforce Solutions. We get students in the bus. Uh, Workforce Solutions comes in and pays their wages for three weeks for in-classroom training and then seven weeks on a job they pay their wages. So that's what that grant did for us. Second grant is your is your con- uh, con- congressional direct spending grant. And what that one is, is money that we can use for equipment, training equipment. Um, what else does that cover, Justin? I think it's training equipment, mm-hmm. all the equipment we need for the school. Okay. So all your welders, all your hand tools, all your HVAC equipment—that's what that that grant uh, covers. And then the NSA NSA grant is um, is the grant that pays for twenty-five students a year that we would train to put up in Los Alamos.
0: Outstanding.
2: So there's three great grants there. I mean, there's. $3 million worth of grants, $4 million worth of grants right there. And what that did for Local 412, we were able to to do so much more because it's not coming out of the members' pocket. It's coming out of the grant. So we're not having to figure out the funding. The funding's there. We just got to figure out how to spend it. So but it, it's
0: creating opportunities it's creating, that impact the yes, members' it's pockets. It's creating
2: tons of opportunities for, for the northern region, which is – is exactly what the labs, any contractor that's in that area, that's what they needed. Because to just to find manpower in that area is very difficult.
0: Well, that's just great news. Yeah. Um, and it it's clear that 2023 has been a terrific year. So I guess where I would like to wrap up this afternoon is to hear a little bit from each of you about what you're looking forward to for 2024.
1: You bet. Thank you. 2024, I believe what we're going to see is new market share opportunities in New Mexico. And what I mean by that is, if anyone's paying attention to the news and to the national news, the local news, there's a lot of talk about hydrogen. There's a lot of talk about solar. There's a lot of talk about new types of manufacturing businesses coming to New Mexico. In the last few years, we've had private companies coming to New Mexico, and what that's done is generate a domino effect. The uh, political system here in New Mexico is very uh, aggressive to get new markets to come this way, industries. So I believe we're going to see manufacturing companies coming in, new buildings, lots and lots of different style construction. Mm -hmm. Uh, The hydrogen the the hydrogen industry itself is such a new industry that the whole country is going to be exposed to things that's never been done before and i believe new mexico is going to be the hub for that and what we're what we're excited about is for our members to have that opportunity to do something different and generate a new set of skills and knowledge and understanding of how can we change the world how can we change new mexico we are going to have our hands into things that's never been done before. And our our people will benefit from that. More jobs, higher wages, more opportunity, different types of learning. It's It's never been this way. So the industry's changing, and New Mexico is on the forefront of that. And honestly, the business manager of Local 412 is a big part of that. Courtney Eichorst has such a great relationship with the state officials the governor's office and all the right people in the right places to to put us in the forefront of that with these opportunities coming just think about the training that's going to be needed for those well guess what we have five training centers and we have some of the best instructors and the best curriculums in the nation we have the infrastructure to support these new style projects has never been done before. And we're ready, we will be we will be on the forefront of those. We will be first and uh, our people will benefit from that. So that's what I'm excited about. I hope the members get excited and uh, to be able to have that type of a, an experience in their career can be one of a kind.
0: And to be so well positioned for an emerging sector like that. That's yes. fabulous mm-hmm. what about you art
2: well you know I think Justin pretty much hit hit all the high notes uh, for twenty twenty four i i uh, I really can't add any more to that i I do know you know what I could add to that is is Los Alamos is always growing they they have an old old infrastructure a lot of old buildings that that need upgrading, and I do know they're they're their plans and and uh, the future for up there is is lots of growth, lots of new construction. Um, there's billions of dollars in that part of the country that that we're like Justin said. Hey, we're in the forefront of all that, you know, all the new training opportunities, um, everything for our members to grow and. and You know a member could work up there for 25 30 years and never have to worry about it finding another job because that's what type of opportunities up there and you know that's you know just 24 is going to be another great year Uh, we have a great team here we have in my opinion probably the best business manager that any local union could ever ask for he's he's he thinks outside the box he's I mean, he just does all kinds of great things, and like Justin said, he's so well connected within the state of New Mexico and, you know, and all the PLA language that we have now throughout the the city of Albuquerque and Bernalillo, and, you know, we're working on those PLAs for for Santa Fe County and down south, and those are just things that, you know, that he thinks of, and, and as a team, we just go out there and get it done, and... You know, we're, we're a workforce. We, we, we put in a lot of hours every week, and, and um, quite honestly, I'm, I'm grateful to be in this position. And, and um, I thank Courtney and this membership for allowing us to do this job. It's outstanding.
0: Um, And I would also add um, that it was Joan and Courtney who had the vision for this podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, So I am personally grateful for that. Listen, gentlemen, this has been a blast. 2023 was a terrific year, but it sounds like 2024 is uh, positioned to outpace even the success that you guys had this past year. Thank you so much for spending the time. I enjoyed talking to both of you, and I look forward to doing it again.
1: Absolutely, George. We thank you, and I'd like to say one final thing to the members of Local Union 412. We We just want to say thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate your families for being part of this great organization. We'd like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Stay the course. Keep working hard out there. We're here if you need us. We're going to keep moving this needle. And uh, you can count on this membership, this leadership, to, uh, to do what's right for you and your families. You're very important to us, and we thank you very much. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, Merry everybody.
2: Christmas, everybody.
0: Thanks again to Justin Forney and Art Sparks for this terrific recap of an outstanding year for UA Local 412, its members, and their families. Hey, before we wrap up, I want to remind you about a few upcoming dates and events. The Hall is going to be closed on December 25th and December 26th in observance of the holiday season. It will also be closed on Monday, January 1st, for New Year's Day. Your next general meeting is on Friday, January 12th at 7 p.m. at the Hall in Albuquerque. Listen, January is going to be an exciting month. The legislature is in session and the ribbon cutting for the DICAN unit is coming up. So stay tuned to the 412-411 for all the information you need. About the news and events that will affect your career in 2024.
3: I believe labor unions are crucial for democracy. Unions give individuals an opportunity to participate in the democratic decisions that are made in their society. Within a union, you choose your leadership through elections, you form coalitions you debate issues. Individuals are able to express themselves democratically within the Union and that translates to what it is they're able to do in the larger society. Often we see when people are trying to tear down democracy in their own country, they first go after the unions. When my union was organizing workers in the Deep South, we were seen as much as a civil rights movement as we were a labor movement. Because what a contract says is that no matter who you are, what language you speak, the color of your skin, you're going to be treated the same way as is provided by the union contract and I think that's extremely important. Unions have been long-time advocates for the rights of marginalized communities because for us, no matter who these people may otherwise be, they are workers and we stand up for the right of all workers to be treated with dignity and respect.